Hi, welcome to the Acts Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy! Today, um, as I was preparing uh, what to preach, and uh, it was uh, really our anniversary. And sometimes, on you know, okay, I don't know for you guys, but for me on my anniversary, wedding anniversary and birthday, sometimes I look back and I reflect back on the year that has passed. You know, I'm like, oh God, what kind of year has it been? You know, uh, how has life been, so to say? And even as I was reflecting back, and I was just thinking back, like, um, this is our seventh anniversary, not. A lot yet, but okay, enough, I guess. Uh, and, <laughs> but I was just looking back. Sorry, don't, I don't mean it that way. But I was looking back and I was just like, wow, God, it's just really um, such an adventure, uh, such a journey that you have brought me and Dave through. Um, um, it hasn't been easy at times, but really the adventure that, really the, 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 the things that we go through, really, um, I can only describe it as an adventure. Uh, with God, uh, even uh, uh, even as church, even um, as uh, we're doing church here with you guys, uh, even as we are now in July, and as, as Pastor Dave has shared that we always sort of take a half term, not well, we always sit back and like, God, what can we do forward better in the next coming six months? And even looking back at the last six to seven months, really, it's just been such a Really, we've seen God move, you know. Uh, we've seen um, coming from the time of our getaway to our baptisms, uh, to having our bloom, and to seeing different ones coming to church and seeing your lives being transformed by God, seeing you move forward with God, seeing how God is uh, uh, moving in your lives, uh, how you stepped up to different things. It's really, uh, it's really such our privilege to do that with you and to have... Uh, really front row seats, so to say, to see what the journey that God has brought you through. And even as I was praying, uh, God, what, what is it that you want me to preach today? And God keep dropping the word in my heart. Uh, he, you know, the word, the, the, so the title of my sermon today is really uh, The Good Adventure. Know how many of you know that life is really an adventure? You know, uh, God doesn't want us to, Christianity is not a religion where we stay stagnant. You know, it's not a, Go to work 9 to 5, or if you're studying, go to uni, uh, maybe not 9 to 5, 9 to 2, <laughs> Monday to Wednesdays. But God doesn't want just going through the routines, or maybe sometimes some of us, we wait for the weekends to come and we're like, yay, Friday's here and that's it, you know, that kind of thing. But God doesn't want us to just go through routine. God doesn't want us just to pass the seasons, the, the months, just like that. But God really wants us to bring us on His adventure of faith. You know, if you read through the Bible, there's so many Bible heroes, you know, that God has brought through different faith adventures. If you read through how, like Abraham, you know, how God brought him out of his hometown and how God showed up in his life, giving him his son at 90-plus years old, and such a miracle of God. You know, if you read through the life of Joseph, you know, how God brought him through the journey. God put him in, no, he, he went through prison, and he went through captivity, and he went through slavery, and how he rose up to become where he is. He was in Egypt. That was such an adventure. Uh, not easy, but there were so many. It was really um, not bore, not a boring life. And I felt God saying to me today, to us today as a church, whether in us as a capacity as a church, and also in your personal individual lives, that God doesn't want God. God was saying to me like, "Hey, that this this adventure, this faith filled journey with God, is just not reserved for the people in the Bible. But God wants us 
all as a church and us as individuals to experience the fullness, to experience the faith-filled journey that He has for us. You know, you know as I was praying, God, I'm like, God, what's going to happen in the next six months? You know, uh, coming all the way on to uh, September. I know now a lot of people are away on holidays. Um, different ones have gone back home for the break. And I felt like, God, what's going to happen in the next six months? And I almost felt in my Holy Spirit, in my spirit, and God says, watch the next six months. Uh, I'm going to almost explode your church. I'm going to explode church. I was like, oh God, it's, you know, that's things that we look forward to. And I felt today that, hey, I don't want to do this alone. I don't want to do it with me and just and Pastor Dave thing, but God always wants to bring all of us here together on a really a faith adventure, so to say. You know, even as I was reading this, and I, one of the people that came to my mind when we were talking about really this adventure, this team that we are on, it's really from the, um, the, the life of Peter. Uh, he's one, Peter is one of the disciples of uh, Jesus, if you did not know that. So, um, and he's really such a, I mean, all of us love Peter, right? Who many, okay, I love Peter, you know, because like you, you see his, uh, he's so honest, but yet you see him, you see him being like, you see his fearless in that sense that make you feel like, oh, I can relate to you. No, I was reading through the Gospels and Peter, I think he's one of the disciples that got scolded by Jesus the most. <laughs> like, I tell people, you don't really hear them, but Jesus is always scolding Peter, like, Peter, please don't say things like that. Or he's always shooting his mouth off. And I think that's what makes him so relatable. But yet, I, I, when I was reading through the Gospels and I see how God has brought Peter through, Wow, it's such an amazing adventure. You know, uh, Peter, just a background, Peter was just a fisherman. Um, but later on, you see how God has transformed his life. And today, I want to take my sermon and learn different, just three points that we can learn from the life of Peter and how we can really just apply it. You know, for the next six months, you know, it's really the, we're actually in the second half of 2019. You know, don't let 2019 just pass you by just like that. But come on, let's just take stock and say, God, what, what's next? What's for the next six months for me? Amen? So that's, uh, before I get into, really into the Word of God, will you just allow me to pray? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your word today. God, we thank you. Your word is alive. And God, we just want to pray, even as we open up your word, God, will you continue to speak to us? And will you just uh, show us, God, Lord, where we can improve, what we can learn and glean from your word and apply it in our lives. God, we open up our hearts to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, if you guys can turn with Luke chapter 5, verse 1 to 11. You know, I think the first thing that Peter, when you look at the life of Peter, Peter always lived a life that kept saying yes to God. You know, so I think for us as well, we always need to keep saying, first point is this, keep saying yes to God. You know, if you look in chapter 5, verse 1 to 11, you guys are there yet? You know, it was the first account of Peter saying yes to Jesus. You know, let's, let, let's just take this and read that together. So it was as of the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and, which was Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped say, speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep 
and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when, they, when, when, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and the others who were with him were so astonished at the catch of fish which were taken. And so were also James and John, the son of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said, Don't be not, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. And so when they had brought all their boats to land, they forsook all and followed him. Now this is the first account in the Bible which talks about the first yes that Peter ever said to Jesus. You know, first of all, it's, it's quite amazing. Peter, Peter was a fisherman and he had, the Bible clearly says that he had taught all night already. So and Jesus come along and said, come on, just do it again. Peter was not an inexperienced fisherman. But he, he said, God, never mind, it's okay. At your word, I'll do it. Yeah. And you'll read it later, read on the accounts of Jesus, uh, Peter giving up everything yeah. to follow Jesus. Yeah. You know, sometimes many of us, we say yes. This almost like we say yes to Jesus. Maybe that's our salvation. We say, yeah, God, I've decided to follow after you. Yeah. But saying yes to Jesus doesn't stop at salvation. Yeah. But saying yes to Jesus applies to every day of our lives. Yeah. You know, sometimes we think that, yes, God, I follow you and that's it. No, it doesn't realize that actually, hey, yeses also need to be applied to every day of our lives. No, for example, you know, uh, for example, maybe this God has been challenging you to serve, and you said, okay, God, I will serve. So that's number one, yes. The next thing is this: I actually need to go and tell. For example, maybe God's been challenging you. Hey, I want you to serve on the worship team. Maybe you feel like, okay, that's yes. Do you know the next yes is actually not, it doesn't stop at there. You actually have to go to Sam, who's our worship coordinator, and say, Sam, I want to serve. Yeah, that, that's another yes, you know. Um, and sometimes in that process, our flesh can rebel. and be like, oh, why do I need to serve? Got enough people. I don't really need. I'm not that good. Things that, that do come on mind. And then Sam said, Sam will say, okay, sure. But I need to audition you. <laughs> do you know that going for another audition is another yes as well? Um, Sam said, okay, you're good enough. Sam said, then after that, Sam says, hey, you're good enough. Uh, let me put you on, no, come for worship practice on a Saturday. Yeah. Do you know waking up on a Saturday to come to Camden for worship practice is another yes as well. Yeah. And Sam says, okay, now good. <laughs> Serve at homes. Do you know that's another yes? See, can you get, do you see what I mean? It doesn't, the yes doesn't just start, stop, start and finish at God, I want to serve. But it's a reflection of every day of our lives. You no, know, through a, a big, there's a big yes and there's many, many little yes that follows as well. You no, know, for example, maybe God's been telling you, hey, I want you to reach your friend, a roommate. And you're like, yes, God, I'll do it. Scared, I'll do it. But, do you know that every, there's also a subsequent decisions that we need to do? No, maybe you're tired that day and your friend's not feeling too good. Do you know that you need to say, yes, God, I say I'll reach my friend. 
So I need to spend time with my friend. Yeah. You know, that's the yeses that we need to apply to every day of our lives. You know, if you read here, Peter, the first yes he ever said to Jesus was, God, I will follow after you. But I believe that there were many yeses in Peter's life when he followed Jesus. You know, can you imagine when he was feeding the 5,000, God say, feed. Then Jesus would be like, but God, there's nothing. <laughs> but you know, there was a yes that he had to say too. Wherever Jesus go, Peter had to follow. Do you know there were yeses that still Peter had to say too? So Peter's yes didn't, yes didn't just stop at, God, I will follow you. But I believe that it followed him all the days of his life. You know, if you see the life of Peter, he said yes to Jesus when Jesus said, come. Uh, walk out on water. Yeah. That was a yes by Peter. Uh, when Jesus said to Peter, if you read Matthew, uh, sorry, John, feed my sheep. And Peter said, yeah, I will do that. And that was followed on by so many yeses yeah. in Peter's life. No, my question to you is this. Sometimes we can find life boring. No, we can feel like just going through the Mondays and the Fridays. It's just as if it's a routine. Have we left room in our lives for God, for us to have even a yes to say yes to God? Uh, is there even a, a room, a capacity within us that God, there's something I can say yes to you to? You know, um, in care, in X Church, we used to have, uh, we have this thing where we say pray, listen and obey. You know, um, it was a part of a movement by what we were going through and say, we, got, we want to leave room for the Holy Spirit to move. And um, we compiled many different testimonies uh, from different ones who have just applied that in their lives. I was just reading through some of the testimonies yesterday. And one of the testimonies that I still remember, it wasn't a book, but I still remember this. She was a 12-year-old girl. And her, friends, her friend had cancer, I think. Or a condition in the heart. Yes, her friend had condition in the heart. I remember this 12-year-old girl, she went on stage and she said, I don't know, but I felt led by God to start fasting for her. Imagine a 12-year-old girl saying that. 12-year-old, I was like, I just finished exams. <laughs> I wasn't really interested in God, but yet, there was a 12-year-old. I remember her hearing her testimony on stage, and she said, she, she said in her cutesy voice, I can't imitate it, Pastor Dave probably can. Uh, and she said, like, oh, I just fasted every day, and the next, after a while, she heard back reports that her friend was healed. Wow, can you imagine the faith of a 12-year-old girl? And but, but, but I think she had that testimony. She had that, 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 that really, that, that how God moved because she made, she said yes to God because there was room in her life to say yes to God. No, my question is this. Even I was asking myself, have I made room to say yes to God? Are there opportunities in my life that I can, in the, I can make, that I can say yes to God? You know, um, Sometimes we can get caught up in life and we can just put it off, you know. Uh, we can just put it off. Don't be passive about it. But come on, let's be proactive. Let's be always seeking God. What's God? What's my next yes? You know, can I be honest? Even as we came, as you know, um, this is... Pastor Dave was just telling me like, hey, we, we are married. We are, we've been in the UK longer as a married couple than we are in Malaysia. You know, we got married in 2012, we came in 2015. So we're three years married in Malaysia, and now we're like four years, five years married in the UK. And, and, and I just reflected back, even as we came to say yes to God to come to the UK, do you know that even now, there's too many yeses that we have to do in our lives? You know, for example, I can't think now. Uh, for example... <laughs> Waking up early for church is still a yes decision every Sunday. You don't think it's easier for us just because we are pastors, okay? But we're still human. I still like my sleep. But waking up, yes, on a Sunday morning is, 
it's still a yes that I have to say to God constantly. You know, I'm going for homes when I'm tired and we are tired. It's still a yes that we have to say to God. And also, life doesn't stop at just one yes, but there are many yeses in our lives. You know, um, the thing is this, yes, saying yes to God also gives us a purpose. You know, we just don't live life just like that. You know, for example, we know many of you know that we have, uh, we come early here on the nine o'clock uh, to pray for a church before it actually happens. Do you know that having a, saying yes to that gives me purpose for my weekend? You know, and I just don't do about going stuff that I want to do on the weekend. But I know on Saturday, hey, I shouldn't sleep so late because I need to wake up early. And that helps my life form a purpose. Can you see, every time you say yes to God, God actually ordains your steps as well. You know, the other thing is, I was just thinking about it. And sometimes, as humans, sometimes we procrastinate in saying yes to God. It's because we think that we have a lot of time left. You know, we think that's really normal, right? You know, I, I think Jesus really warned it if you read in... You don't have to turn to it. If you read in Matthew 25, they talk, Jesus was talking about the parable of ten virgins. And Jesus was always saying, be, be, be prepared. Everything you do, be prepared. And sometimes we don't... I think, for me, I always procrastinate things for God because I feel, God, i got a lot of time. I, have, I feel like I have a lot of time left. And that's why I keep putting off the yeses. But come on, you know, uh, even as we are waiting for our visa, as you guys know, for the last six months... Uh, we're waiting for six months. Yeah, we're waiting for six months. But even then, God reminded me, you know, like, and I, I realised, like, there was a reason why it stretched out to six months. Because in the last six months, we met, I, we almost make sure that every day we would maximise our time. We make sure every day that we were doing stuff for God. And sometimes when we remind ourselves, hey, our time here is limited. You know, God, sometimes the things that we have, the time that we have is not just there. But we, that helps us to actually say, push our yes faster. Amen? Amen. So the thing is this, Peter kept saying yes to God. No, will you just also allow room in your life and keep saying yes to God in your everyday decisions? Next point is this. I think I love about Peter is this. Peter kept learning. As I said before, um, Peter was really uh, just a fisherman. Uh, Peter wasn't a learned person like Paul, maybe. Uh, he was fishermen in those days. were like They're blue-collared workers, maybe a bit more rough, maybe a bit not so refined, maybe a bit more physical. That's why he just shoots his mouth off. You know, um, and, and then Peter was that kind of person. Uh, but if you see like how the journey that God has brought him through, um, Peter never stopped learning. Because if you read... Um, and I think the thing is this, we need to continuously learn to grow in God, number one. You know, if you read, um, if you, one of the things that I really admire about Peter, if you read in Matthew 16, verse 21 to 23, it says this, here was where he was, one of the few, many instances that he got scolded by Jesus. But here, uh, here he was saying again, uh, Jesus saying that uh, Jesus was showing to his disciples that he needed to die. Um, and suffer, and then Jesus told him, and Jesus actually told, if verse 22, then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke Jesus. Can you imagine? Wow. <laughs> and it says that, uh, far be it from you, Lord, this shall not happen to you. Can you imagine you, Jesus telling you something, and you say, Jesus, this is not going to happen to you. And that was Peter, that was Peter. And I, I mean, I was like, wow, and if you read through it later on, if you read in the book of Acts, Peter was the one that was preaching to the crowds. 
and Peter was the one that was actually referencing the Old Testament. And I, I think that's shown how Peter grow, you know. Uh, so the king is this, to us, never stop learning, never stop growing. No, there are always things that we need to learn. I believe that Peter didn't just get from this to who he was in the book of Acts just by, it's going to happen to me. But I believe that he continuously observed Jesus. He observed how Jesus talked. He observed how Jesus preached. He observed how Jesus lived his life. And things is this, we, sometimes we get too smart for our own good and we stop wanting to learn. We think we know it all. We think, God, this is it. But no, come on. Let's be like what Pastor Dave shared. Let's be like a child before God because there's always something to learn from God. You know, the thing is this, when even in our learning, there's something that I always remember is this, and that helps me to keep learning. You know, even as we serve, even in what we do, we must always serve with the best excellence. You know, in Colossians 3, verse 23 to 24, it says this, even as you work, work unto God and not unto men. I think that's such an important guiding factor in one of the key, uh, when we talk about keep learning. You know, um, even here, when we're doing church, for example, um, do you know the ushers come and they arrange the chairs? And maybe some of you think it's very easy to arrange chairs. Yeah, it's true. But do you know there's thought process that goes behind everything that we do? You know, when we arrange our chairs, okay, like this carpet is quite nice because they're squares. Um, but do you know that um, how we, when we think about arranging chairs, do you know we think, is there enough space in front of me? Do you know there's enough room? In next to, to that person. You know, there's the thought process when we talk about doing church, for example, and that's talking about serving God to the next area. And every time I feel that when you want to serve God to the best of your excellence, you always make room for yourself to learn. You know, for example, Pastor Dave, you know, Pastor Dave listens to himself every Sunday on a sermon uh, because we, we record our sermons, right? Do you know he, re he listens to himself uh, on the weekdays? Not because he likes to sound his own voice, but... <laughs> But the reason that he actually listens to his sermons is because he wants to know like, oh, could I have improved? Are there things that I need to learn to say better? You know, uh, because we're laughing and we're saying, hey, do you realise when you preach, you like to use certain words? Then he said, yeah, I always use these words. Then uh, do you know that he does it because he wants to constantly learn he wants to improve himself. How can I preach better? You know, so there are things that never keep, keep learning, you know, never get too old, never get too wise for God, but keep learning as well. You know, the thing about Peter is this as well, that um, as I shared, that Peter was always open to correction. You know, um, Peter got scolded, like I said, by Jesus so many times. <laughs> and, you know, Peter even got scolded by Paul. Yeah, if you read Galatians 2, don't have to flesh it up, Galatians 2, Peter got scolded by Paul. Can you imagine if I and Peter be like, Paul, why you scold me? I was with Jesus, okay, for three years, you were not in existence yet. I was his disciple, I was the original person with God. But yet, I think Peter just took it. Peter took it and he like, okay, I'll learn. Um, I'll learn from it. So, can I say this? Sometimes maybe let's be open our lives up to correction as well when we need be. Um, maybe if Pastor Dave or I say something, hey, can do this better. Please don't be angry at me, okay? I really don't scold you. I really don't tell you. But hey, sometimes there are things that we say like, hey, can you improve? It's really for your own good. We take instruct, we take correction ourselves, and know that that correction is there to guide us. It's, I'm not there to be. We are not there to busy, busy body in your life. So I think we really got better things to do. But hey, let's be open uh, to correction as well. Peter was someone who never, if you read through his life, he never took offense 
but he picked himself up and learned again. No, that's the thing about being adventure with God. We always need to keep learning, you know. Amen. Next point is this. The last point is this. Um, we need to keep going to God. I think the thing is this. I think we all love Peter really so much is because his per- imperfections were so obvious, so to say. Makes him very relatable. Feels like, hey, I'm like that too. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, but the thing is, he learned to keep going to God. You know, if you read through uh, when he, Jesus asked him to walk on water and he walked halfway and then he started drowning. But after that, he said, God, please come and help and rescue me. He, need, he knew how to keep going to God. You know, uh, even when he denied Jesus three times, um, if you don't have to turn into it, it found in Luke 22, verse 31 to 33. He keep learning to go to God. You know, some more, if you read through the account of when he denied Christ, um, he somehow told Jesus so proudly, God, I will not deny you. I promise you I will not. I would rather die than deny you. He actually said those really strong words. But if you read the next chapter itself, he said, uh, I don't know this man. <laughs> you know, can you imagine how he felt? Um, and the uh, scripture record that Peter went away and he wept bitterly. And the thing is this, he didn't just stay there, but I could imagine if I put myself in Peter's shoes, I felt, I feel so horrible about myself. I feel like, God, I, I really failed you. Uh, I feel like, oh God, I, I really messed up so much, you know. And yet Peter, if you read through the accounts of scripture, Peter really know how to keep going to God. No, Peter didn't just stay at crying, but Peter turned to God in everything that we do. No, even as I was praying today uh, for this message, and I felt God just want to encourage us. No, sometimes there are times in life where we feel really rubbish about ourselves. We feel like, God, I'm not good enough. God, I felt like I've done things in my life that, God, I don't think that you can use me that way. Maybe you can use me a certain way, but you can't use me in a, that way. That, that, like, we always put that ceiling on how much God um, put on us. It's because sometimes we feel like, God, I, I really messed up. But can I say, don't just stay at the messed up, but keep turning to God. Because God is uh, big enough to forgive our sins. God is big enough to help us turn around. You know, sometimes we just, okay, I'll let time heal my wounds and that's it. Um, but we never turn to God who is the healer of our soul. You know, so can I encourage you, um, don't, don't just stay where you are, but turn to God in everything that we do. You know, God is good. God is the one that orchestrates things. God is the one that brings us on so many more adventures that you can ever imagine. You know, Peter was that fisherman. May God brought him through that journey where if you read through Acts, he's the one that preached to the 3,000. He was the one that also later on records that he raised the, the dead alive again. You know, he was the one that Jesus said that upon this, I will build my church. Upon you, I'll build my church. You know, he was the one that spread the gospel to Asia as well. And, and the Peter did so much for God. And he, he could think of his humble origins as a fisherman. But yet, history records him now as that, that, that rock that the church was built upon. So can I encourage you today, like, hey, let's not stay where you are, but let's make room for the Holy Spirit to move. Amen? Amen. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. 
Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.